Welcome to Workplace English Pod, a great way to improve your English on the go. Workplace English Pod is brought to you by Workplace English Training ePlatform, the Internet's largest business English resource for learners and teachers of business English. You can subscribe to Workplace English Training ePlatform at www.workplace-english-training.com and get access to podcast transcripts, study notes, interactive exercises, and thousands of additional resources in the training center. Avoiding Communication Breakdown One of the most important things to remember about business communication is that it takes place among people and that everyone's opinions and feelings should be seen as equally important if the communication process is to be successful. In this business speaking lesson, we focus on how to avoid misunderstandings by keeping communication open and smooth. You will now listen to a conversation Susan has during a meeting with a client, represented by James and Michelle. They are about to complete a business deal that will allow Susan's company which deals in ceramic kitchen products, to supply goods on a regular basis to the chain of home stores. Is there anything else that you'd like me to address? Well, yes, there is. It was just brought to our notice the other day that a large shipment of goods that your firm delivered to one of our branches last month arrived in a damaged condition. It caused the branch some losses, since there was no time to replace the damaged goods before the opening of their new showroom. Oh dear, I'm very sorry to hear that. I do recall the incident. Despite the positive note our talks ended on yesterday, we have been urged to reconsider our negotiations at this time. I understand your concerns. If I may explain... We're not sure if any kind of explanation can suffice here. I can assure you that I have the deepest regret for the losses your firm suffered. We took an unequivocal stand on this issue, which is why your money was refunded in full. We appreciate the refund. But the delay caused by the non-availability of merchandise caused us to lose customers. Nothing can make up for that. Yes, I recognize your anxiety. However, I assure you that we have taken measures to ensure that it doesn't happen again. What kind of measures are we talking about here? Well, firstly, we will ensure that a quality check is performed at our warehouses before every dispatch. Also, an official will accompany every truckload of merchandise to ensure that nothing is damaged en route. What if damage occurs nonetheless? Can you offer a guarantee apart from refunds? Well, we have now implemented a buffer period to ensure that orders can be remanufactured in case of defects or damage. I must say your measures do seem reassuring. Um, okay. Yes, I think we can go ahead with the deal if these assurances are specified in the contract. I could assure you of that. In fact, I have a draft contract here for you to go through now. You won't regret your decision to stay with us. Susan handles the situation well, with a combination of knowledge and courtesy. Keep the following tips in mind when faced with a situation in which a negotiation may fall through because your company is at fault. Never suggest to the offended person that they are wrong. Agree with the client and show them that you see eye to eye on the issue. Apologize for the mistake or shortcoming from your end. Always offer examples of how you have been able to correct such errors before. Show them why it would be advantageous to go ahead with the deal. Make them an offer they can't refuse, but don't compromise on your primary agenda. You may be showing them how they can gain from the deal, 
but that doesn't mean that your firm should incur a loss. It is important to remain polite and agree with the other party in a negotiation that is going badly and is likely to fall apart. As soon as James and Michelle mention that their company faced losses because of Susan's company, she says, Oh dear, I'm very sorry to hear that. I do recall the incident. Susan says she is sorry before she goes on to explain the measures that her company has taken to ensure that a similar situation does not happen again. She could also have said, I deeply regret what happened. Or, I feel very bad about what happened. Throughout the conversation, Susan is keen to remind James and Michelle that she and her company appreciate their concerns. I understand your concerns. If I may explain... We're not sure if any kind of explanation can suffice here. I can assure you that I have the deepest regret for the losses your firm suffered. We took an unequivocal stand on this issue, which is why your money was refunded in full. Phrases such as, We understand your concerns, show that even though you are at a disadvantage in the negotiation, you are not being defensive about your position and are doing everything you can to resolve the situation. Note that James is a little impolite here, as he cuts Susan off before she can finish her sentence. She is not disturbed by this, and gently repeats that she understands the situation. She says, I can assure you that I have the deepest regret for the losses your firm suffered. Also, Susan brings in the point that her company took full responsibility for the error and refunded their client's money. We took an unequivocal stand on this issue, which is why your money was refunded in full. Taking an unequivocal stand on an issue refers to the fact that the company agrees completely that the situation is their fault and takes appropriate steps, such as refunding the client, to make up for their mistake. Susan makes sure that she uses strong verbs to establish her point that the company has taken all the necessary measures to ensure that the client's expectations are met. Well, firstly, we will ensure that a quality check is performed at our warehouses before every dispatch. Well, we have now implemented a buffer period to ensure that orders can be remanufactured in case of defects or damage. Saying, we will ensure something, indicates that the company has carefully planned what they will do to keep their clients satisfied. We have implemented shows the client that Susan's company has already established measures to make sure that the same problem does not occur again. We will ensure can also be stated in other ways. We guarantee that we will perform quality checks. We assure you that the quality checks will be performed. You can be certain that we will perform quality checks. Michelle and James are reassured by Susan's words and her company's commitment to act on their concerns. James agrees to the deal, providing he has Susan's assurances in writing. He says, Okay, yes, I think we can go ahead with the deal if these assurances are specified in the contract. Susan has anticipated their agreement and has already prepared a draft contract for James and Michelle to check. This reinforces her commitment to ensuring that safeguards are in place to prevent the same problem occurring again. She says, I could assure you of that. In fact, I have a draft contract here for you to go through now. You won't regret your decision to stay with us. Saying you won't regret something is a statement meant to assure the listener that the company will do everything it can to satisfy the client's requirements. Here are some other ways of saying the same thing. I'm sure you'll be satisfied with our service.
I'm certain you'll be happy with our service. Thelma, David, and Michael are part of a larger group meeting at work to discuss the assigning of tasks for a new project. Thelma makes an inappropriate remark, in this case an ageist remark, about an absent co-worker. Listen to the dialogue and see how David smooths over what may have turned into an uncomfortable situation. The next task that needs to be assigned is the overseeing of the construction work at the new premises. We need someone to pop over to the site a couple of times a day to check on the progress. That's at the corner of 6th and Main. It's quite a trek across town. I was thinking Helen might agree to take on the responsibility. She seems an ideal choice, since she was overseer at two other sites as well. But she just had her 55th birthday. Your point being? Well, don't you think she's too... I think I know what Thelma meant to say. May I, Thelma? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I'm all ears. Helen's too senior to be asked to perform such a routine task. Also, she's the one clients usually want to speak to or meet. She should stay at the office. Is that what you meant, Thelma? Yeah. Helen is too senior to go. I'll go instead. Are you sure you want to take it on? Yes, I'd be happy to. Well then, it's yours. In this situation, we come across an important consideration that we should keep in mind at work. That no colleague's ability to work should be decided on the basis of his or her age, gender, or cultural background. Thelma almost makes a faux pas, a socially unacceptable comment, by implying that Helen is too old to be sent to a construction site. The three speakers are having a meeting to decide on who should be appointed for certain tasks. We join their conversation just as Michael brings up the point about overseeing the construction of a new building. Michael says, The next task which needs to be assigned is the overseeing of the construction work at the new premises. We need someone to pop over to the site a couple of times a day to check on the progress. When a task is assigned to someone, it means that he or she becomes responsible for it and must complete it. Checking on the progress of something refers to keeping an eye on a project or a task to make sure that everything is going smoothly and that it is developing the way it should. Later, Michael says, I was thinking Helen might agree to take on the responsibility. She seems an ideal choice since she was overseer at two other sites as well. When someone agrees to take on the responsibility of something, it means that he or she agrees that the task should be assigned to him or her. This idea can also be indicated without using the word responsibility. I wonder if Helen will agree to take this on. I wonder if Helen would mind taking up this task. Someone who is an ideal choice for a task is one who is well suited to the job because he or she has qualifications or prior experience that will help them to do the job well. Michael could also have said, Helen seems to be the best person for the job. No one can do the job better than Helen can. Helen would be perfect for this task. Thelma thinks Helen is too old to do the job and speaks of it before realizing she is insulting her co-worker by suggesting this. But she just had her 55th birthday. Your point being? Michael realizes immediately what Thelma means and asks her to clarify this. Even at this point, Thelma does not realize what she is saying is inappropriate and tries to continue.
Well, don't you think she's too... David intervenes at this point to save Thelma further embarrassment. I think I know what Thelma meant to say. May I, Thelma? Note that this interruption is very different from the situation in the previous dialogue, when James interrupted Susan. In the earlier example, James was trying to show Susan that nothing she could say would change his mind. In this example, David is not being rude, but is quickly interrupting Thelma before she can say anything to make the situation worse. He is helping her by trying to take the conversation back to a safe point. Let's hear that again. Well, don't you think she's too... I think I know what Thelma meant to say. May I, Thelma? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I'm all ears. Note that Michael is less than convinced at this point, since his sarcastic statement, I'm all ears, indicates that he has little patience with David's attempt to get Thelma out of the uncomfortable situation she is in. David is very careful not to suggest that what he is saying is different from what Thelma had been about to say. Doing so would indicate that he is right and she is wrong. Instead, he says, I think I know what she meant, implying that he is only going to clarify what Thelma had been meaning to say. Also, he politely turns to Thelma and says, May I? This indicates that he is not trying to steal the attention from her, but rather to add something to what she was saying. At this point, Thelma has understood her mistake and what David is trying to do and asks him to go ahead. We should also note that Thelma is very graceful about her error and seems to offer to do the job herself in order to make up for her faux pas. Yeah, Helen is too senior to go. I'll go instead. Are you sure you want to take it on? Yes, I'd be happy to. She agrees to take on the responsibility of the task, saying she would be happy to do so. She could also have said, Yes, I would love to do it. Yes, I can do that. Sure, I don't mind doing that at all. You can subscribe online at www.workplace-english-training.com. 